Hello and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to embracing your single life status. I'm Chantelle, the coach, a course of life and confidence coach, helping divorced, separated and single women embrace that single life of theirs, making sure they don't feel like they're alone, knowing that there are other people out there enjoying the single life and that you can too. And in this week's episode of the Single Girl's Guide to Life, we are discussing how to meet guys without using dating apps. Now, within the Single Girls Club, where we meet on Zoom to discuss the challenges that are coming up in our lives, often conversation can turn to dating. Now, anyone can choose to date or not date. Just because you're single doesn't mean you have to be dating. So please don't feel that this episode should make you feel that you have to go out there and be dating. I think there's so much to be said for someone that, that is quite happy for the majority of time being single because it's natural also not to be happy all of the time. Please may I just remind you and that there shouldn't be any pressure for you to feel that you have to find someone. Dating, deciding on a relationship, wanting to develop a family is an entirely personal choice. However, 50% of the time it will come up in our conversations because someone in the group has had a dating experience because they are looking for that. But often what comes up is the discussion around dating apps. What I'm learning is that people find them tiring. When in actual fact, I genuinely believe that they are not the only way to meet new people. Now, don't get me wrong. Coronavirus, the pandemic, the dating apps were a godsend in the sense of finding different people to connect to. And some people's relationships formed in in lockdowns, even over dating apps. And that was the only way, realistically, to meet anyone. However, I think we've got comfortable with that even more than we were already. Swiping is such an easy concept. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to look good. You are merely looking at a profile and deciding if it's left or right for most of those apps. And so whilst it is convenient, people are bored of them. Yep, there's been a little influx of new people, particularly now that things have unlocked and more people have decided they want to date. The truth is that the way to meet guys without using dating apps is to make the most of every opportunity of meeting anybody else. And I'll explore that more within this podcast episode. Apps only go so far. It's so hard. People have shared with me that they find it very, very difficult to judge someone. It's just the way that apps are. But we are predetermining what we might think about a person most of the time, primarily based on the initial picture. Because even if you say, well, you know, I I then read the profile, I make a decision on the profile. The first thing you see, whether it's on Bumble, on Tinder, on Hinge, is the picture. There's something to be said for physical attraction, agreed, and for what that says about person potentially as well. But at the same time, judging someone entirely on that means that you don't have any sense of their energy. Also, you don't know if they're just not that photogenic. Sometimes that's the case. Some people are really uncomfortable in front of a camera, but are fine otherwise they just don't like pictures being taken and things like that and so dating apps in that sense don't feel that nice all the time and then in general they are tiring i've spoken about this before i'm not going to keep speaking about it but i'll bring it up when it's necessary they're tiring and they can lead to successes i personally know people that are married have children because of a dating app meetup they do work however i think it's important that we remember that there are other ways to meet people and that particularly with things opening back up, we've got to get used to this. Now, this is why people older than us, I'm assuming you're in your 20s and 30s, people older than us think that dating's easy 
because they met people in person. Whether you go as old as when people met people at dances and at social clubs or just those that met people out in bars, pubs and clubs in that kind of sense. They tended to meet one another before dating websites became a thing. They met people in person, either through friends of friends or by this proximity of knowing people within a town uh, or at hobbies or events. And so their view of how dating works is very different. Now, we know the experience of that is not the same anymore. That the automatic and the default and often quite common now is to meet on a dating app. However, I think, and I don't often say this, I think they've got a point. Or there's something to be learned from their experience and the way that they did things. Yep, I think dating apps can expose you to more people. But I also think that you are missing an absolute trick if you are not trying to engage with the people around you at any given moment. And this isn't just for the intention of dating. This is for the intention of having some level of sanity that you are not the only person in this world and that you're going through this life unnoticed. Because when you look around, in theory, there are men everywhere. We know roughly 50% of the population are men, roughly 50% of the population are women. There are men everywhere, okay? Some of them are married, engaged, in relationships, fine. And you can't necessarily tell that just by looking at someone. And even then, the ring thing doesn't always work. But in theory, there are new people all around the place, whether that's at the gym, in coffee shops, in bars. There are men. And you could interact with any of them at any given time. It's just that we don't like this because this is uncomfortable. We, particularly as women, do not talk to men in public and certainly not first. If we're approached, depending on our split second judgment of that person, we will or won't interact with some friendliness or hostility, depending on how they've, how they've come up to you and how their demeanour is coming across. But we rely on one, someone approaching us, but two, let's just not interact with anyone anyway. And we're missing the opportunity of connecting with people in that really candid, natural way that people are like, oh, it just doesn't happen like that nowadays. It doesn't happen because we don't look round. Whenever we're out, sat down, particularly on our own, that's the first thing you do. Get that phone out and you sit there distracted by the phone because God forbid you're going to sit there with nothing in your hands looking around. And the minute you do, you start to notice all the other people that are around you, inclusive of any men or any people that you're like oh interesting and actually part of the intention is not to go out there and necessarily try and meet these people for the intention of a relationship you need to go out there and just connect with people being able to talk to a stranger in the first instance or approach someone is the first step of that and putting yourself in your situation of meeting people is actually the prior step to that so if you constantly go to work by car Come home in the evenings, cook yourself dinner and go to bed. And then in the morning you do a home workout and repeat the cycle. At what point were you ever going to meet somebody new? At what point, other than that dating app that you're going to swipe up, you've had your food and cleaned up, when were you going to meet anybody? When were you going to see someone new? When were you going to connect with someone? And so prior to actually starting a conversation, you have to put yourself out there. Whether that is instead of doing a home workout, joining a gym. Yes, it costs money, but the opportunities are there. Instead of going straight home after work, why don't you stop off at the coffee shop? Take a book, have a drink, 
wind down, not only is that good for your well-being, but also there's an opportunity. And start going to live events, busy places, if you feel comfortable, because there are people there. I'll have you know, I was shocked. I didn't think about this scenario at all. As part of the Single Girls Club Essex, we had an event where we went to the Ministry of Sound Classical. It's really good, might I add. At Chelmsford City Racecourse, horse racing. And I, I didn't clock at how popular this would be, for one, anyway. I'd been before, a couple of years, and had a great time. And it was, it was fairly busy, but not half as busy as it was now. I don't know if that's the popularity of the event has grown. Therefore, they've had more tickets and allowed more people in. But I suddenly realised as I walked in as to how popular this was and how popular this was for men. Sometimes we go out and there are big groups of girls are out all together at brunches and so on. And sometimes they can take up a good number of people. But a horse racing event, it wasn't something that I even thought of when we came up with the event. But there were so many men there, so many guys that you could have exchanged looks with, chatted with at a bar when putting a bet on and got numbers if you'd wanted to, if that was your intention. Now, having gone through a solo road trip experience, I, I generally talk to people, I, I'm quite a smiley person on a good day anyway, and often get a, an exchange of a smile from someone, even if they don't smile back sometimes, and have interactions with anybody, not just men. It's not currently my intention to, to meet men in that way or to date massively it's mostly to do with meeting people and that's why solo traveling is so important to me and is a future episode coming up very soon we had a recent chat on it on the single girls guide to open discussion but you'll find that next week's episode is on taking a solo trip so we'll get into that in more detail there and, and the experiences you can have but yeah in terms of actually expanding what situations you put yourself in Sometimes they can be the most surprising. Now, often if you go in with a really clear intention of I must meet someone that's a viable candidate to date later, ah, probably is not going to happen because the energy around it, there's that desperation in terms of the law of attraction. That isn't going to fare you well, because even if you meet someone, probably not going to be in the best level or intention. And it's very possible that that person is in just the same energy vibe as that. Uh, And that could potentially not lead to that kind of high quality male that you're looking for. Instead, what you want to just do is go in with an open mind in that sense. Now, you might say, but I do go out. I sit in the coffee shop. I go to live events. I I stand at the bus stop. I'm on public transport, but no one speaks to me. Okay, what can you do about that? This is the 21st century, girls. It's time that we put the belief that the men have to approach us and that we shouldn't and instead just make it happen for ourselves. We can't control if someone's going to come over to us. Yeah, you can give the flirty eyes from across the room, smile and all of that. That's not going to necessarily make them come over. There might be a reason they're not coming over. True. And some people would say, well, if they were that into you, they would come over. If you were that into them, you would go over. And at the end of the day, You can go over and they can say yes to giving you their number and you message them. If they're really not into you, they won't message or the idea of you. They're looking at you from afar and they too might not want to judge you purely based on the way you look. And actually, they just haven't had a chance to meet you. It might be their best friend's birthday and therefore their decision is to focus on their friend, not on the girl that they've seen from across the room. No, it doesn't go along with the 
rom-com or just the romantic view of it like the films does where they spot you from across the room and they drop everything to come over and see you. I get it. I get it. That's what you want to happen. But you could be waiting a long time for that to happen. And I don't know if that gives you the sense of confidence and lets you have the ownership of your single life in that regard and actually taking action to walk on over and speak to someone shows a lot more about you. We worry about this because we aren't set up to think that we should do it. Whereas men are, and they tend to just get on with it. And if they're rejected, they move on. We're so worried about the rejection because we're not used to it. We haven't learned that it's okay to just have a no and move along. We're worried that that means something about us. We're worried that that means that we aren't going to be attractive to anyone or that we always choose the guy that's already married or something like that and that we'll never find anyone that's available. When in actual fact, we just need to have a little bit more of that same approach that the guys naturally build up because of the expectations around them and realise that we can speak to anybody and that if it's a no, that's just one less person at this point in time that we aren't compatible with. If someone's not going to give you their number, if someone gives you their number and doesn't message, then they aren't the person for you. But you still went out there and had a conversation. You still went out there and asked for a number and you still went out there and text. You put yourself on the line. How does that come across to someone that is so used to being the one that has to go up to someone? How confident and I know what I want, does that come across to somebody else? And I think there's power in that because it stands out. Even if it's not a match, as it were, over time or or it doesn't work out, there's still an empowerment for you. Yeah, and you might have that weird like, oh, this is no feeling. But once you work part, move past that and get used to that, because that's all that's happening on a dating app. You don't, you just don't realize how many people say no to you because you don't get a notification when you get swipe left. You only get a notification when you swipe right and they swipe right, unless you're paying for features that allow you to see who's already swipe right on you. There's a concept that you only get to see the good on a dating app in that regard. You don't get to see all the rejections and it protects you. It gives you that full sense of security. Think about the hundreds of people you've swiped left on and just imagine that there are probably the equivalent number or at least if not a significant amount of people that have swiped left on you based on the way you looked, based on what you said in your profile. But nothing truly about you because your profile's only going to be Minimal information about hobbies, interests, and maybe goals if you wanted to share them. Just because we don't see the rejections doesn't mean they're not taking place each and every time you sit on those dating apps. And so what's the problem with pushing yourself a little bit outside of that comfort zone, doing it in person? Yep, okay, so you now know it's happening. At the same time, if you can move past it, you're going to be resilient. And you're going to come across so confident in who you are. It will develop your sense of self. You won't just feel confident. You'll be confident because you'll know exactly who you are and you know that you're going to be okay, even if you go out there and try it. So how do you get started on this? Well, firstly, you need to make sure that you can have conversations with strangers full stop. If you can't sit in a coffee shop and strike up a conversation with anybody or at a bus stop, with any friendly looking character where there's no pressure, i.e., You're not looking at them thinking, oh, I'd like to get to know you just as a general chit chat. Then you need to work on that first because you have to be able to firstly start conversation. And I've been learning about this during my solo trip because I was like, I am not for nine days not talking to nobody. So I paid attention to how people started conversations with me, which at the festival section 
the entertainer, I don't know who they were, were on was on stage and he said something. He was giving stickers out to people. And there was a couple next to me and the guy turned to me and said, we all have a sticker, don't we? And I was like, interesting. That was an interesting in. And I remember talking to the girl after and explaining about my road trip and I was talking about how to start conversations and so on. It's these little things that you learn and you pick up on in, in terms of how people talk to you that you start. It might not be anything that you're used to doing. And that is the first step. So first step was getting out into these places, making the opportunities for yourself. And the second step is is now starting to talk to to anybody. And for me, it was, what's the first line going to be? How do I do that? Because the first time I did it, which was ahead of Diary of a CEO Live, when I was sat in a pizzeria on my own, not a problem, quite enjoy being on my own in a restaurant. It's interesting. Um, Someone was also sat next to me single. They came in a little bit later. And I was like, they've, they've got to be going to this next door. They've got to be. But for the life of me, I couldn't think of anything to come up with to say. And I could feel like my heart race is going a little bit more because I know I want to ask. I know I want to ask because I, I'm, I'm sure that this, this person is also going to the Diary of CEO Live. But I also don't know how to say this. And I eventually, having helped her get the waiter over to actually take her order in the end, I eventually said something along the lines of, so what are you doing here? And I don't know if I referenced on your own or not, but I, I asked, what are you doing here? Her response was, I'm seeing the show next door, but I'm on my own. And straight away, the fact that we were both going meant that we had that commonality and uh, we had a lovely time enjoying the evening together in the end. I had my coat to help us in the rain um, whilst we were standing waiting in the queue. But it's just one of those things where she could have said anything back. Um, I don't, and I don't know what the conversation would have been in the end because I didn't have it. But it's that element of not worrying. You can't, oh, so what are you doing here? Or what are you doing here on your own? Sometimes points out, I think it get, the fact that if you're on your own, you can probably address it and it's not uncomfortable. It's not necessarily uncomfortable when someone asks you, oh, are you on your own? I've had that recently too. Often people are asking because they're either intrigued because they want to help. Recently on my trip, that exact thing happened. It looked like a group of couples, four couples, a group of eight were coming in up in Scarborough I was in Pickering at the time and I'd finished my meal but they didn't know that I was just sat there with my drink and keys and there'd been some exchanges because they were having a good time and and two of them turned to me and said are you on your own and I said yeah yeah I am and they went do you want to join us now I'd finished my meal so decline politely but people aren't often asking you why you're on your own or starting conversation with you because they think it's odd they're either looking out for you and want to check you're okay or they're just intrigued. Obviously, you always have to have in the back of your mind safety, particularly if you are traveling solo or you're not in somewhere familiar that you know. But I know that some of you are not like going to be liking this idea because in your head you're going, what do I do? I don't want to sit on my own. Aren't people going to look at me and think I'm odd? No, you're building that up in your head. How often do you notice the person that's on their own? and sit and dwell on why they're on their own and that that's a super weird thing to be doing. I'm trying to think of any coffee shop or anything I've been in where I look at someone, I've looked at someone, it's gone enough in my memory to go, oh yeah, I thought it was odd that they were on their own. I don't even think you clock them half the time. I do more so now that I go out to places on my own more. But prior to that, and that's more for an appreciation of the fact that they too are sat on their own and that they probably don't care. There was a guy sitting having coffee when I was out having my lunch uh, my brunch in Pickering so anything that's holding you back in that sense it's time to just move past but start small and once you've then mastered the art of striking up conversation or talking of striking up conversation or talking to strangers then you can start to think about 
striking up conversation when there's someone that you maybe are attracted to or just like the vibe of. Because you're now not dealing with two things, which is starting a conversation and talking to someone that you find attractive. You've got used to starting a conversation. So the only new part to deal with now is initiating conversation or interaction with someone that you find attractive. Rather than having two things to worry about, you've eliminated one. You're just focused on that one new thing because you're so confident in just having conversations with people, knowing that you'll be okay, that you'll say something, even if it's uh, you, you feel embarrassed initially in the first try that you're like, why did I ask that? But you'll move past it. It's all learning. You do not get confident in anything until you start doing it. You have to keep trying it. And if we work out what the stages are, then it suddenly becomes so much easier. And then over time, you'll find that you will meet people on your travels. You won't even have to put yourself in situations because it will just be habitual for you to go out there and do things. And it'll be in the weirdest spot that you bump into someone or that you see someone and you're like, this isn't the coffee shop, this isn't the gym. But I'm now so used to starting conversations with new people and don't mind going up to people that I find attractive that I'm just going to go up and say, hey, and see what happens. You don't need to worry about what other people think about you starting conversations or being your own in spaces. You don't need to worry about that rejection. You're not able to see the rejections that take place on a dating app, but they're happening. They are happening every time you go on the app and you're available to be swiped. And any no that you get is a one no closer to finding someone to actually have a relationship with. Whether it's no because it is a judgment of you or no, because there is a practicality in their life that stops them. Firstly, if they're judging you on two seconds interaction, then they're not the right person for you anyway. And if someone isn't able to interact with you because of practicalities, then that's respectful or just what they're going through in life at the moment, then they need that time for themselves. And again, they're not the one for you. Now, it might seem like this is more effort. And I think, yeah, it is. It's more physical effort. But I also think there's more reward. Reward in learning a new skill, reward in connecting to people, to meeting new people and just hearing new stories, even if you don't get a number, even if you don't start out by talking to people that you thought you'd have a relationship with, learning about other people, connecting with them and just listening to stories is so interesting. And you learn how strong and capable you are and also how strong and capable other people are. And your, your mind just gets opened up to different worlds. Now, you don't have to agree with everything that someone says in the exchanges you have, but you can learn something. And just remember, people don't often go up to people nowadays, even men towards women, because dating apps are there and they take the rejection away. They take the fear of getting no's, the fear of looking silly, the fear of putting yourself out on a line away. They keep people safe. And just remember that by doing something different, you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. And maybe you're just going to stand out that little bit more than someone else that didn't. And you are taking control of the actions that you take rather than leaving it to ultimate fate of everything happening. So put yourself out there. Start talking to people to make more opportunities. Embrace any rejection as redirection. And just be you. I hope you have the most fabulous week. The next episode will be on solo travel. And if you want to join in the conversations that we're having on some of these topics and other topics in the Single Girls Club, then head to the link in the description to join along in the Facebook group. And until next time, keep thriving.